Coming up on Jerusalem Dateline, Israel approves thousands of new homes and settlements in its biblical heartland, Judea and Samaria. In Iran, the underground church growing by leaps and bounds with Muslims coming to Jesus in the face of torture and death. Plus, the trend of attacks against Christians in Israel and how one Orthodox Jewish woman is building understanding between Christians and Jews. All this and more on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to Jerusalem Dateline. I'm Julie Stahl. Israeli leaders recently reached out to their Palestinian counterparts ahead of a Muslim observance, wishing them happy holidays. They accompanied that greeting with a call to the Palestinian Authority to combat rising terrorism and violence. The holiday outreach followed a surprise attack when Palestinian terrorists launched two rockets from Jenin for the first time in 18 years, a claim later refuted by Hamas. Although the rockets fell short of their target, it's just the latest example of violence in the northern West Bank, part of the area the Bible calls Judea and Samaria. During a visit to northern Samaria, Likud Knesset member Danny Danone said the current situation makes Israel look weak to its enemies and that there must be a move to crush the terrorist infrastructure before it's too late. Residents of the area of Samaria are going through a difficult time with relentless terror attacks by Palestinian terrorists. There's no choice. We must react with a military operation in order to strike the terror cells. While standing next to the widow of Meir Tamari, a terror victim buried on his 32nd birthday, Danone assured the crowd of his belief that Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu will respond. I hope that very soon we'll see the IDF operating inside the villages. We'll see these checkpoints return to the place where they murdered a Jew at the hands of a Palestinian that still hasn't been caught. And this way, we can relay a very clear message of who is the landlord here in the land of Israel. Israeli President Isaac Herzog spoke with Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas ahead of the upcoming Muslim Feast of the Sacrifice that marks Abraham's willingness to sacrifice Ishmael, not Isaac. The holiday message included a desire for cooperation, urging PA leaders to step up and fight terrorism. There's been a basically a kind of terrorist infestation in the Northern West Bank, which is mostly uh, members of Palestinian Islamic Jihad and, and others from Hamas and disgruntled members of the Fatah. Middle East analyst Seth Fransman says this current wave is made up of men mostly born some 20 years ago following the Second Intifada. Their anger is bolstered by a huge supply of weapons flooding the area, many likely paid for and smuggled in by Iran. You have basically all the bad elements you don't want in one place. He adds, while this isn't new to Israel, the weakness and breakdown of the PA presents a unique problem. It always faces terrorist uh, groups. But the, the presence of large numbers of weapons in Janine and the failure of the Palestinian Authority, which is a U.S. and Western-backed institution, to control Janine, which is underneath its own territory, is the main contributing factor. Not having authorities control the city, not having police or anyone there, allows the armed men to do whatever they want. For at least a year, Israel has used armed raids to root out terrorists, but it hasn't proved to be enough. I think the Palestinian Authority has to be able to control most of its cities better. That means I think the United States and others that deal with the Palestinian Authority need to take this much more seriously. 
Fransman says the focus should be to take away the guns, stop the smuggling, and prosecute those trading in illegal firearms. That could allow Israel to then precisely target those behind the attacks. We turn now to Iran, where a great awakening is exploding. According to Open Doors International, more than 1.2 million Iranians are coming to faith in Jesus, despite being at risk of facing imprisonment, torture, and execution. Leela Gilbert from Family Research Council says the gospel is being shared by low-profile online Bible studies and affirmed by visions, dreams, and miraculously answered prayers. Due to the risky circumstances, the new believers are communicating about their changed lives carefully and quietly with friends and loved ones. Here in Israel, there have been a number of incidents this year in which ultra-Orthodox Jews publicly confronted Christians and Messianic believers. The most recent happened outside a Hebrew worship event in Jerusalem. This time, the hostility led to physical attacks. Inside the King of Kings congregation, some 800 people recently attended two concerts of Hebrew worship songs. It was a night of worship and singing through the scriptures, singing through the psalms. Everyone was invited, and we were very upfront about what this event was that was important to us, that all of the people attending knew exactly what they were coming to through the purchase of tickets well before the event. But outside, something else was going on. So as the worshipers were, were trying to come in, the protesters would block them. They would get in their way. They would physically put their hands on them, put their body on them. Senior pastor Chad Holland told CBN News, protesters verbally and physically attacked those trying to attend the concert sponsored by the Messianic Jewish Alliance of Israel. Several people that got harmed, they got accosted. We, we were uh, being told of several people who got hurt. In addition to that, there was quite a loud uh, noise-making group, and, and eventually this, this group of protesters, and we might even say violent protesters, uh, grew to between 80 and 100 people. While Holland commended police for bringing order, he felt more could have been done to prevent the situation. We want to say thank you to the police. They did such a good job. They were so brave and courageous. All we would want is for the police to take it more seriously early on, to send more police early so we could avoid this whole event altogether. One of Jerusalem's deputy mayors, Aryeh King, stood behind and supported the protesters, which included many teenagers and young men. Others cheered them on from above. It's people who have a very warped uh, view of what the Christian community is. They feel that uh, most of the Christians in Jerusalem are there missionizing young Jews. Uh, I've tried to explain to them many times that that's not the case. Another Jerusalem deputy mayor, Fleur Hassan Nahum, told CBN News she and other leaders tried to convince King what he was doing was wrong. It was very negative, incendiary. The mayor condemned it, half the city council condemned it, and told him to his face that all he was doing is inciting hatred. While she says the group is small, Hassan Nahum is still concerned about the violence against Christians. Well, I would like to think that we do our utmost to protect all minorities. I've been involved in a campaign to get um, rabbis to condemn any type of violence or protests. So it's not the mainstream, and it's not even the mainstream Orthodox, and it's not even the mainstream national religious. It's a small, marginal group, a few bad apples that ruin the basket. 
Phaedra Shapiro, who heads the Israel Center for Jewish-Christian Relations, sees it as democracy in action. It was clear that the police were protecting the rights of concertgoers. I mean, this is still a democratic country, and that includes the democratic right to protest so long as it doesn't harm law and order. On the other hand, she's concerned about the growing dispute. There is a growing polarization in Israel, and that really has nothing much to do with Jews and Christians, and everything to do with politics, and a certain sector that feels emboldened to act in increasingly undemocratic and sometimes uh, brutal ways. While Israelis may be sensitive to the idea of missionary activity, Shapiro believes those who would protest a Christian event are relatively few. She also feels Israelis should turn their energies elsewhere. I think that our mission as Jews in Israel, uh, it seems to me, uh, needs to be building a vibrant Jewish identity among our people and not protesting a music concert. Holland emphasized that there was no intent to evangelize. He says what happened exposed people's hearts. Worshippers were coming for one heart of, of love for God, love for one another, and the protesters had a different heart motive, and they didn't seem to care if someone was a man, a woman, a grown person, a child, an elderly person, or a baby. They didn't seem to care. They were going to promote this violence, make this noise. And again, we believe they were just grossly misinformed about what the whole event was. The musical evening has been an event for years. Holland says he hopes next time they can come up with a way to make it just that. Coming up, how one Orthodox woman is making a way for better understanding between Christians and Jews. Blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has chosen us from all of the nations and given us his Torah. From CBN Films. The Bible is a book that has transformed the world. If you believe in the providence of God, you believe that God guided those who collected the oral and written traditions. If you can't rely on its history, how can you rely on its theology? What is it? I don't know. I thought you could tell me whether or not they're genuine. It has been criticized, it has been banned, it has been burned, its followers have been burned and killed. It mattered to them to get it right. From the makers of In Our Hands, Oracles of God, the story of the Old Testament, available on instant 4K streaming access and DVD today for a gift of any dollar amount. Introducing a brand new way to start your morning. Get your daily quick start from CBN News. A quick read on the important news of the day delivered right to your inbox. Stay current on breaking news, politics, and entertainment. Discover how God is moving around the world and here at home. Plus, get exclusive stories and daily scripture encouragement just for you. Stay informed. Go to quickstart.news and subscribe today. A new wave of anti-Semitism is sweeping the globe, and the Jewish state faces hostility at every turn. Now is the time for Christians to support Israel. In CBN's free booklet, Why Christians Stand with Israel, you'll discover why Christians support the Jewish state and why we must stand together with the Jewish people. Get your free copy today. 
Call now or go to CBN.com slash Stand with Israel. In contrast to the protesters at the worship event in Jerusalem, others are building bridges. One Orthodox Jewish woman from the Israel Center for Jewish-Christian Relations is consulting for the TV series about the life of Jesus called The Chosen. Take a look. Phaedra Shapiro, welcome to Jerusalem Dateline. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here. Now, you uh, had a very interesting experience. Uh, what did you first think when The Chosen came out? I was so certain that it was going to be bad. I mean, bad aesthetically and and bad for for the Jews. And my whole Christian social network was talking about it. And I was uh, completely avoidant. Uh, but it was when The Chosen actually reached out and asked if I was willing to be part of this advisory board, I realized that I had kind of no basis on which to accept or reject this invitation. And that left me with a sudden need to binge watch three seasons worth of The Chosen. It was much, much better than I expected as, you know, just as a, as a viewing experience. Um, and sure, I mean, some of the Jewish pieces uh, were a little bit off, uh, but but overall, I was really delighted, delighted, and and actually moved uh, to see such a a Jewish Jesus and a Jesus who is so clearly embedded in Jewish practice, uh, Jewish culture, Jewish values. Uh, that was really astonishing to me. So of course, I had to say yes. And so, what do you think the value is of of the chosen for for Jewish Christian relations? Uh, well, I mean, I think that the chosen should help Christians to not only kind of know intellectually that Jesus was Jewish, but to be able to to really imagine it and to like really envision the implications of it. And ideally, this deeper knowledge could be part of helping Christians to understand that Jesus and, you know, let's say the Jewish family down the street, uh, that they have something profoundly in common. And, you know, that maybe Christians uh, have something to learn, uh, something, you know, more to learn about Jesus through understanding uh, more about Jews today. And, and also that loving Jesus should also imply a deep commitment to the people of the historical Jesus, uh, the Jews. And so to recognize that, you know, anti-Semitism is completely incompatible with being Christian. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. And do you think, do you think the Jewish community could, could, could learn something from this in terms of how to relate to Christians? You know, listen, I'm not actually sure how many Jews are really watching The Chosen, but right. ideally it could, it should help us to understand that Jesus wasn't a Gentile. Mm -hmm. uh, he was one of us. Uh, he was not something, something foreign. I mean, we're always pretty excited to talk about uh, famous Jews, but right. so the reality is, is that, you know, while Jesus has no, uh, no presence in and plays no part in 
Judaism per se, he is undoubtedly the most famous Jew to ever live with the greatest impact on humanity, I think. Thank you so much, Phaedra Shapiro, for joining us on Jerusalem Dateline. Thank you, Julie. Up next, Scott Ross takes us to biblical Judea and Samaria to show what life is really like in an Israeli settlement community. 2023 marks Israel's 75th anniversary. Wanting only a homeland of their own, the Jewish nation has survived war. I was so scared. Terrorism. And so my husband covered in blood. And waves of anti-Semitism. It's a message of killing Jews. You can stand with the nation of Israel and support their basic right to exist through CBN Israel. Your donation makes it possible to give humanitarian aid to Israelis in crisis while simultaneously reaching millions worldwide with breaking news and award-winning films that tell the true story of the Jewish people. Will you stand with Israel during their 75th anniversary? Call 1-800-265-0996. Go to cbn.com slash support Israel or text CBN Israel to The CBN News app, 24-7 news from a Christian perspective at home or on the road. One place for all of your news. Breaking news alerts. Set daily prayer goals and pray for news stories. Read the most important news and watch CBN News Channel Live. CBN News, because truth matters. Go to CBNNewsApp.com to get the app today. In response to growing violence aimed at Jewish settlements, Israeli Prime Minister Netanyahu declared plans for more settlement housing, which angers much of the world. A few years ago, CBN's Scott Ross visited a settlement community to see what life is like for residents. Known to much of the world as the West Bank, Judea and Samaria of the Bible is today home to some 360,000 Jewish Israelis and at least 1.4 million Palestinian Arabs. Shiloh. Shiloh. The first capital of ancient Israel, the place where the tabernacle stood for 369 years. Whoa. David Rubin is the former mayor of Shiloh, the place pronounced Shiloh in hundreds of biblically named places in America. We talked together overlooking the route in which the biblical patriarchs Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob would have traveled. This is where Joshua stood before the Israelites and he said, how long will you wait before coming to take possession of the land that the Lord God of your fathers has given you? This is the place where the woman Hannah came to pray for a son. The son who was born from her prayers was Samuel the prophet, who grew up into prophecy in Shiloh, along with the people of Israel. And that is the issue that remains today. This is the land that God gave you. As a special responsibility to cherish it, 
and to take care of it. Reuben's commitment to the land came at a personal price when he and his son were ambushed by terrorists while traveling on the road home. The car was hit by a massive hail of bullets. I was shot in my leg. My son was shot in the head. Is your son still alive today? Uh, thank God my son is alive today. He had a miraculous recovery. The bullet missed his brain stem by one millimeter. Why do people choose to live in the middle of the threat of violence, their children, so forth, being exposed to this? Why do people want to be here? We've come home. We're fulfilling prophecy in these times. Some 230 Israeli families live in Shiloh today. 35 years after it was re-established in 1978. And yet Palestinian Authority Chairman Mahmoud Abbas said recently that a future Palestinian state in this area must be completely free of Jews. There never was a Palestinian state. It's all an illusion. It's all a political game by the Islamic world to try and make sure that Israel doesn't have the right to exist anymore. And How do you feel about the land for peace uh, negotiations? You give up the land, there's going to be peace. It's time for a new plan, which is called Peace for Peace. We extend our hand in peace. They extend their hand in peace. We shake it and we have peace. We sign a peace treaty and all is well. Still ahead, an artist and a theologian team up to help others understand the Bible See how they're reaching millions when we come back. I am so excited for our trip to Epic Heights because there are so many roller coasters and rides. And my goal is to ride every one of them. But first, I have been instructed to complete a list of tasks by Professor Quantum. Check. Discover the rewards of self-control with Gizmo and Friends through fun-filled activities and exciting games. It's always better to take care of what needs to be done, then play, right? Join the CBN Animation Club and get Gizmo's ups and downs of self-control, plus two copies to share with others, all for your gift of only $25. This special program features ways of learning about self-control through arts and crafts. Let's get started, guys. Bible drills. And go! It's right here. Watch and much more. Welcome to the new One ticket, please. That'll be 35 credits. Oh, no. Am I out of credits? Gizmo's ups and downs of self-control. Yours when you join the CBN Animation Club. Here. We're committed to a heritage of rigorous scholarship dating back over a thousand years. And to a faith tradition dating back a thousand more. This is how we create a culture of inquiry where no topic is off limits. And a culture of hope. Anything's possible! It's Christian leadership. And it's changing the world for the better. It's higher learning. It's greater knowing. It's what makes us whole. It's what makes us region. Experience God on a new level. Empowering the believer is what this podcast is really all about. Discover insights into scriptures. Be encouraged by inspired teaching. Everyone listening. Everyone. You can be a chosen blessing. The Lesson with Gordon and Ashley. What did Jesus get? Everything that the Father has. Yes. Learn more about what God has for you. The Lesson on cbnfamily.com and YouTube. Ten years ago, two friends began making videos to help people understand Scripture. Today, the Bible Project is helping millions of people around the world engage with God's Word. Dale Hurd brings us their story. 
Tucked away in a quiet Portland neighborhood is an animation studio that is opening the Bible to millions in a new and fresh way. Some amazing things are happening behind that door. An idea of some college buddies has become one of the most successful ways to help people understand the Bible. During their college days, longtime friends Tim Mackey and John Collins would kick around ideas on how to get more people reading the Bible and understanding it better. The result was an animation experiment called Bible Project that at first only included two videos posted online for their friends. Less than 10 years later, Bible Project has more than 140 employees, creating more than 180 videos and 350 podcast episodes over the Internet. With over 620 million views in over 200 countries and over 5 million subscribers worldwide, Michael McDonald is the Chief Global Focus and Strategic Relationships Officer. None of us uh, were, were smart enough to think about, like, would we create this big nonprofit out of this? This really was a passion project of two friends going, I think this would be helpful to not only just us, but, but some of our friends. And the crowd just caught up so fast in uh, not only watching them, but wanting more of them. And they started helping fund them just with, you know, five bucks here, ten bucks there, and until we had enough funds to make another video, and away we went. After college, John served as a pastor before beginning a career making explainer videos for large companies. After Tim got his Ph.D. in Hebrew Bible and Jewish studies, he became a pastor and seminary professor. Then they decided to join forces, combining Tim's Bible knowledge and John's creative abilities and Bible Project was born. This is just basically our workflow for, a, for a, a, one of our fully animated videos. So some projects are in illustration, some are in animation, some are writing, some are storyboarding. Then I meet with the artist and then we go through all this in detail and then uh, the artist goes and draws the beautiful version. Um, then, yeah, so by the time I sit down to record, I've got this in my head. The first the first dispute, that's hard to say quickly. That is hard. The first dispute. The first dispute. The first dispute starts when God says that he still loves his covenant people, Israel, despite their failures. Bible Project is trying to help those who only see the Bible as a collection of inspirational quotes. It takes on those difficult passages in the Bible that many Christians tend to avoid because they seem to be confusing or disturbing. It's pretty neat to see kids from like the age of 10 who are even, you know, writing in saying just how engaged they are in the scriptures. And then we've got like 85-year-old folks that are writing in going, I thought this was, was for my grandkids. And I never thought I would go back and read the Bible with new eyes. With videos now in 56 languages, Bible Project is also reaching the Muslim world. You find people in, uh, you know, Tunisia watching the Arabic videos and sending in comments of, you know, I'm a Muslim who, you know, has been interested in the Bible and I didn't know how to, you know, engage it or read it. And I found your videos on YouTube because they're free and now they're opening up the scriptures in a unique way and, and understanding, you know, what, what it's saying about Jesus. So an experiment once meant to only help a few friends is today helping millions around the world to know and understand the Bible better. One thing we think God is doing is that he's helping people see the Bible as a really important part of their life. 
And our contribution to that is helping people see the Bible through this paradigm of biblical theology, mm -hmm. where you appreciate the Bible in its literary design, and you understand the Bible as a story, and you see how that story leads to Jesus, well, and then mm -hmm. it just makes things, <laughs> it's falling apart. <laughs> it makes things, uh, makes things more meaningful. Dale Hurd, CBN News in Portland, Oregon. That's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can follow us on social media and access CBN content through our CBN News and other CBN apps. And don't forget to sign up for our email blast. And remember, the God who's watching over Israel and you and me neither slumbers nor sleeps. I'm Julie Stahl. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.